perspectives, different views, one voice. Welcome to LDM Perspective Podcast, a weekly podcast where the floor is open for debates and discussions on a wide range of topics. My name is Koj, and for this show, I'll be with my co-host. So hi, I'm Chris. Yeah, I'm from a media background, bringing a positive type of influence in the community. So yeah, so we have with us four special guests. This is unprecedented because the conversation we're having, we feel like we needed to have a broader um, viewpoint. Yeah, so my name is Mo. I am the founder of a youth charity. I also work in the third sector in quality control and I do business consultancy. Hi, my name is Maz. Um, I'm a secondary school teacher, a writer and I'd say social commentator. Hi guys, I'm Lilia. I'm a HR officer. I'm also a writer and blogger as well as a youth mentor. Thanks for having me. Hi, my name is Dario. I work in the public sector. I work in strategic HR business partner. And um, I think I just want to be a part of this conversation if you see how to add some value. Cool. So let's get into the conversation today. So we're discussing something that I came across doing. I have periods in my life where I just go on YouTube and just binge. And doing my binging, I came across a conversation that was being had in South Africa. I think the channel's called DW. And they were asking some youths about challenges that they face regarding after apartheid and some of the challenges that they face within their communities. And some of the young professionals, one of the terms that they coined, they mentioned something called black tax. And I was just like, so what is this black tax? And the whole idea of black tax is basically for young professionals where it feels like the whole family has to depend on them to provide some sort of monetary gains for the family. So it's almost like an expectation from when they actually get their salary, they are expected to split that within the family because maybe they might be the only person within their family that's actually so-called made it. And I think looking at that, I just looked at young black people that live in London and how that actually affects us or whether it actually does affect us. And then it came for, for this conversation that we're having today. So I guess, really, the black tax, that conversation is more just around the expectation from families in regards to financial expectation from family that you need to um, kind of give back to, to the family. I guess, really, for myself, um, it's a bit challenging in the sense that I have my own family. I need to provide for my family. Um, I also have my little brother in this country. I have my mum in this country. I have my dad in Ghana. And I have like four other siblings in Ghana. And the whole idea is that because I'm the oldest in the family, I am expected to provide some sort of financial assistance, whether it's to my mom, to my dad, whatever the situation is. So the challenges that I have is every time, obviously, like the month, um, I need to like make sure that my mom is all right, my brother is all right. Sometimes even it extends to my sister-in-law and her children because I live in the community. I know what's going on in the community. So if they need some sort of financial assistance, I can't turn a blind eye. So you do have that burden of carrying. It's like you're carrying certain stuff on your shoulders. And I guess, yeah, so I guess for me, that's that's how this whole black tax thing kind of affects me. Um, I wonder how you guys generally think about this and whether you're impacted by it at all. I I definitely am and I can actually relate a lot to what you're saying. I'm the oldest as well, um, of believe it or not, like ten siblings, respectively, from both um father and mother. Um, for me, well, my dad is here, um, in Europe, but my mom um 
is in Congo. She's back in Congo. And so there's that expectation where because you're in Europe somehow, you just have money. And so when it comes to the um, end of the month, you know, there's a lot of problems. This person needs medication for that. This person needs school fees for that. I need rent money and stuff like that. So it becomes, um, obviously, being that she's my mom, it's natural for me to help, but it kind of gets a bit tricky because it feels like an extra bill. So it's not that, it's not optional anymore. It becomes mandatory. So, you know, I have to pay my rent. I have to pay my council tax. And so I have to pay my mom, so to speak. So um, that's how that affects me. Um, I think in terms of my situation, it's a bit different from yours. Let's say in terms of I don't have a family, so I think oh, when, you, when you mentioned black tax, I think how I view it is a bit different. And I think, what do you mean you don't have a family? <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't have a family of mine. I don't have children. Oh, you mean I seen? Okay, okay, okay. So I don't have a family of mine to sort of like. So I think my perception is a bit different from yours. And I think when you say black ta- black tax, I look at in terms of two questions, is it a burden or is it a responsibility for me? And I think it's important to look at it that way from my point of view. And I think I see it as a responsibility and not a burden. And I think, again, I think it's based on my perception and based on, I think, in a way, upbringing and how I feel like I'm actually, I owe what I am to a lot of people. And I think how you repair that is quite important to me personally. And I think something that I hold quite um, valuable to me. Now, I think how... It might change in the next few years if I have a family of my own, then I might start to see it as a burden. And I think my position right now doesn't see it, I don't see it as a burden, as a matter of responsibility. I do feel that where there's an expectation from family members back home, I mean, fortunately for me, my mom is here, my brother is here, he works, so I don't, he doesn't have to depend on me and stuff like that. He's a professional, so he has his own money. My mom also works, so I think there, was there isn't that much burden on me from my immediate members of the family, like my mom and my brother. I think it's more about my family back home. And I think I see it as a responsibility because, again, I know that where I got to wasn't by myself. I knew that we struggled quite a lot when we were growing up. And I think quite a lot of my family members helped sort of chipping to get us here. So to me, I see it as a responsibility and not a burden. So I think, is it something that impacts us as a community? Yes. But to me personally, I think I'm able to manage it a bit better because, again, I think my level of responsibility is a bit different to, you know, quite a lot of people's level of responsibility here. And I think there is an expectation from me back home for me to provide money to uncles or to aunties. If I do, they're grateful for it, but there is an expectation. And again, I think it's different because of, again, the relationship in terms of I have people back home. So to me, it's not really a problem to me personally, but I can tell it's a problem to the wider community depending on what your level of responsibility is. That's my initial view on, on black tax, as it how it affects me personally. I think it's a fine line, isn't it, between um, burden and responsibility. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, being um, from African backgrounds, I think it's just un, you know unspoken rule that you help your parents. Um, but I think that there should be some sort of boundaries where. For example, just my personal, and you know, my mom doesn't say English, so I'm alright. Um, so where you know, I have in my head, for example, let's say a month, I'll send my mom a hundred pounds so that she can, you know, do whatever she needs to do and stuff like that. But it becomes a burden where you're expected to go over it with. So I'll send you a hundred pounds, and then I don't know, a week down the line, oh, oh, I need money for this 
but I've just sent you money. Oh, but that was for that, and now I need money for this. And you're like, but that's all the money that I had. So it becomes like, oh, you have to help me. My mom said things like, oh, you know, you have to help me. I'm your mom. Oh, what if I die? And you know, just yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's very triggering this topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's very triggering. Like I remember one time, um, I sent her money already, and then she called to my mom because she was ill, and I was like, I'm sorry, but I don't have money, not right now, anyways. And she was like, But you know, I need the medicine. What if I, you know, fall down and die? What's gonna happen? And I just got so frustrated. I was like, Well, if you die, you die. What can I say? And I know that's our Deep. order, <laughs> but. Hey. It's just, yeah, it's true. It's true. You know, it's like you're guilt tripping me, and what do you expect? So, I think that it is a responsibility, um, you know, to honor your parents, and that can be financially, but it can be a burden where they feel entitled to it. So, I have a family of my own as well, and you know, they're my priority, but to my mom, she doesn't understand that because for her, and a lot of people in Africa, the fact that we're here in Europe, it's like we have access to money, like water, basically. So um, if she needs a hundred um, pounds, I can just, you know, magic it up. So her understand her mentality is that. So for me, that's where the burden sort of comes into where we're the joy is not there anymore. The joy of giving is not there anymore. So the res- resentment starts to set in because you're like, oh, do you know what, I'm here, I could do, I could buy myself something with that £100, but I have to give it to you. And then not only you, but you're telling me your kid needs school fees and I have to sort that out when I've got my own kids. So I think that's where it becomes a burden and just, it's just not joyful to give anymore. So just going on what you're saying, um, do you think you could have that conversation with your mum where you're actually explaining to her, look, it's not as easy as that? Absolutely. Because a lot of the time, yes, she might have those expectations, but if she's not told that, look, life is hard over here and money can't come so easily, then she's always going to keep having those expectations. Or I have had those before. conversations before. I think it's just a mentality. I think it's just this ideology for them that I don't, I don't know how to explain it, um, but it's just this ideology that, you know, you're somewhere else, you're overseas, so you're doing better because you go to work. Because when she calls me, I'm like, I can't talk, I'm at work. So you're going to work there for your earning. Um, so, yeah, so I don't know. They, they watch films and they see whatever it is that they want to see and so they believe whatever it is that they want to believe. But I have had conversations where I'm like, before I had kids, okay, you know, I could spare an extra whatever. But I've had conversations where I'm like, you know, I've got two kids now, I've got a husband, so I can't just be like, you know, dipping into, you yeah. know, extra cash because I, ha- I, I have to like answer to somebody now. And for... For her, it's just like, well, I'm, you know, I'm your responsibility. So it's like I'm the mom and she's the child, and I provide for her. Um, so it's not to say that that those conversations have not been had. It's just that. Is, is it because you're the child, then she doesn't take you as seriously? In possibly terms of those conversations, or possibly. I mean, she'll say, "Yeah, I understand, I understand. Money is hard, but tomorrow she'll just ask again." So possibly she just doesn't take it seriously, or maybe she knows that if she keeps pushing. I'll cave in. Yeah. Possibly. So yeah. what about yourself then? Well, yeah, so for me, um, I think the term itself has definitely come from a negative context in that sense, as in just the whole term tax. You know, to tax mm-hmm. someone isn't really something people look forward to. Um, I do feel that 
I personally feel in our community and our cultures, it is a responsibility that is definitely been passed down for years and for generations. Um, especially you'll get, um, so your parents probably had the same, their parents themselves probably had the same responsibility towards their family. And a lot of it is just learned behaviours in terms of, all right, look, my parents had to do this. They're now telling me that now I have to do this. And for me personally, in my life over here, I wouldn't say I've necessarily had that responsibility generally to family back home, uh, mainly because my direct family, as in my mum, my dad, my brothers and sisters, they're all here in the UK. And any family, most of the family that I do have back home, my mum and dad kind of shielded us from that responsibility. They take it on fully. Um, so even if less, I do get cousins or someone that do approach me, I kind of like, you know, I talk to my mum. That's the side I'm from. But a lot of it also is my mum and dad know the full background or story back home in terms of what that person's situation is. Someone just coming up to me randomly can ask me. I'm happy to give, but then that's not necessarily helping in that context or whatever. Some people might take advantage or take the mick or... It now going to start a chain where this is something they're expecting all the time, even though I might want to just do it the one off to help them in that situation. Um, but I do feel in terms of as a society, we kind of have been in a position where we're starting all over again. So immigrants, let's say, to the UK will come here for a better beginning, more opportunity, and they feel they have the responsibility back home to support those back home. Um, I know growing up, for me, there's a lot of things that our family might have missed out on or not have done just because my parents are sending money back home, build a house back home. Um, I've got a cousin, or two cousins, their parents both died, so they were orphans sort of, and my mum and my brothers and her brothers and sisters basically have supported their education, put them through school, clothed them, everything, provided them with money. So certain tragedies like that do happen. And it's kind of them ones where you just have to just act up, take responsibility and do what you got to do instead of just sitting back and crying about it. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, I reckon it's something that you can take it negatively, but I do feel there is a responsible side of it where the other end should be educated on what it is that you're doing and how you're trying to help. And I don't want it to be some kind of mental problem because you get pressures from it. People get depressed, yeah. people get sad. No, no, definitely. I think in regards to that, I think I'll touch on a bit. But I would like you guys have anything to add regarding this black tax and whether it affects you guys and how it affects you or... I think I still want to go back to Layla's point about explaining to her mum exactly, like, you know, I can't afford it. And I think that we need to dig into this on a deeper level. There is a huge condition, financial condition on the black female that I feel like is not taken into consideration. Like, we are underpaid economically purely because we're female. Then we're, we're underpaid economically again, or financially, should I say, purely because we're black. And so at, we're at the bottom of the food chain when it comes to the workplace. Your white counterparts will probably earn, on average, five to £10,000 more than you for the same role. Then at the same time, 
there is an unfair expectation on the black female within the African community that we can just provide. We can just pull it out of our hats, if that makes sense. If you look at it, on average, men will probably have a far better credit rating than women will have. And then that you're, you're conditioned to thinking, oh, yeah, because I'm bad with my money or women don't have good financial management or black females don't have good financial management. It's like, no, it's not that. We're not allowed to manage our finances because of the pressures from our husbands, from our spouses, from our children, and then from our parents at the same time, and even from siblings. And whether you're the older female in the family within the black community, or you're the most responsible female within the black community, there is a financial pressure on you. You're not allowed to say, I can't give you a hundred pound for your medicine mum because I need to pay my credit card bill. And if I don't pay that credit card bill, I'm gonna get late payment charge. You can't say that. You can't say, you know what, no, this so-and-so can't stay in my house because it's going to add an extra £180 onto the food shop and we already can't eat as it is. It's like, my God, how rude and ungrateful is she? What a bitch. You can't say that as a black female. Whereas with men, especially African males, they're allowed to say, I don't have money. And that's welcomed. It's, it's even brought with pity. He earns more than you on average. And the family, like, oh, yeah, we understand. You know, he doesn't... No, Kojo doesn't have it. You know, he's got the two children. I wish that was the case. That's right. I'll let you finish. I actually wish that was the case. I won't let you finish. He's got the children and his wife. You know, she can be difficult sometimes. You know, we understand. (laughs) But I can imagine that in your household, that probably wouldn't happen. Without even speaking to you or knowing the situation personally, I can imagine that can't happen. You have to have it. There is no way, as a black female in this country, you cannot pull it from somewhere. And that's, it's not accepted within our community. And I think that it's not just financial literacy that black females need to have. I think that we also need to just be able to say, no, we can manage our finances on our own. We can manage the tax, the responsibility, the the financial burden of looking after external members of the family. But what we need to manage is saying, no, I refuse to give this to you. If you can't, if I, if I was dead, you would find a way to buy your medicine. So mm. I'm saying no, this time I'm not doing it and I'm not going to put myself in financial jeopardy and I'm not going to feel bad or feel guilty or lose sleep over it. And I think that that's something that isn't taken into consideration, how the black tax affects the black African female in today's society and how the African community don't allow African women to be in full control of their finances. Jeez. Talk about dissecting it. Chris, do you have anything to add before we move forward? Uh, I thought someone had something to say. I thought you guys had I was going to no, say no, something. I have... I'm, I'm just going to... No, I think, no. I think there, there were a few points that you made which I don't disagree with, but there's some which I strongly disagree with. Okay. But I think I'll let Chris yeah. off. Oh, make his point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 you made a point that's not disagree which when you said that there is there is more pressure on the on the on the on the black female. Yeah, I think I'll add to that. In terms of providing and I say and you made a point, actually you made a statement and I'm quoting you verbatim. You said, you know, when black men say we don't have money, we look upon with pity. I strongly disagree with that. Coming from an African background, I come from an African household, I know how things are done in my family. I know how when it's time to put together money for funerals, for burial, yeah. for someone's yeah. death. My mom and my aunties, ironically, they actually have more than the men in the family. But if they say they don't have it, no one's going to force them. The men are required to. It's not yeah. an option. Yeah. My uncle would do triple shifts just to get the money. And I think him saying no... It's actually the same with shame because it's like it's time to put it up for family and you're saying no. What have you been doing? You were supposed to be the man, you're supposed to be the mm. eldest in the family. Mm. So I just agree with that point completely. 
in terms of it's not the fun with pity. It's no, it's the opposite. Sorry, it's not the fun with, with shame because you have to be able to, to start your point here to actually say something. Because if not, it travels back home, and I think your reputation back home actually gets hit. Too. Let me interject, right? The Nigerian community is completely different in general from the African community. Nigerians, there's a lot of showboating and showing that you can provide. So yes, yeah, within a Nigerian community, yeah. I will retract my statement slightly mm-hmm. with hesitance. Yeah, <laughs> but, saying that, but saying that it is it is welcome that men can be providers. So it's like they they feel no way to take out ten thousand pound loan, have a great party, and then work ten years to pay back that loan or whatever. Like the male community within Nigeria are proud to spend money, and it is a shame within their community to say they don't have. But generally across the board, African women are expected to financially provide, and I think Nigerian women sometimes can be shielded a lot from it because they come from a community where wealth is shown off and celebrated so much. By the men, it's a patriarchal society and it's a patriarchal financial providing society. So I don't disagree on that. So I'm glad you pref- you, you you gave that little interjection to say the Nigerian community, but also just to say it's not welcome in the Nigerian community. It's expected for you to provide. So welcome means that oh yeah, you did. No, 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 you're expected to do so. I hear that, but yeah, yeah but for the okay, so there's a hundred, probably hundred million. Nigerian women, and that's their, that's their luck. But yeah. for the rest of the African no, no, women, so, 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 we are pro- expected so, to be providers, absolutely. and our men are brought with sympathy and are welcome with sympathy know. when they can't. But provide. I don't think I, I don't I don't necessarily agree. I understand some, a lot of the stuff that you're saying, and I do agree with it. But I think some of it, I, I don't agree with that last statement in in a sense that. She's saying in the African community, there's more expected, or it's, it's almost like the woman cannot say no when it comes to their finances, and the man could always say no, I don't have it, and I don't from from the family that I come from, I don't see that. Like for instance, you're not female. No, okay, no, I'm not female, but I'm talking about the expectation for myself. Now I've had numerous conversations with my with my mom, where my mom will ask for something, and I'll find I'll say to her in so many different ways that I don't have that money. But, oh, yeah, don't worry, I'll expect it tomorrow, I'll expect it next week. So there isn't a way for me to step out of that conversation. And I know there's not the same expectation for my sisters. I know this. Because, obviously, like, I could call my sister and be like, oh, did mom try to hit you up for some money? And I know that's not the same thing. But when my mom calls me, and even though I'm finding a way to tell her, because a lot of the stuff that you're saying... Sorry, and I'm just wait, interjecting yeah. just to, so to see whether your point's still valid. I said on the oldest female in the family... Or the most responsible female in the family. Okay. So, so, you, so and yeah, I, I've, I've got I've got two older siblings. Are they viewed as more responsible than you? But then uh, you can't have it. You can't say the oldest female but I did and say the that most. Prior. No. Honestly, yeah, I did say yeah that. but then. Okay, I just, I just, I understand where you're going with that, yeah. but I totally, I disagree on in the aspect but of my viewed, family. Are they viewed as the most responsible members of the family? Yes, they are. My second sister, not even my older no, sister, but my, 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 my second sister is viewed as very responsible with the family. Yes, she is. Very financially yeah. and financially capable. She does a good job, yeah. Yeah, she is, yeah. Okay. So, okay. and it's not like I'm saying this just to diffuse or just no, to make it um, relevant the conversation that you're saying. Yeah. But I, I just feel like, because within my dimensions or within the life that I live, I feel like, especially for my mum, and what I was going to touch on is the whole tradition and I think someone touched on it. I think Derry must have touched on it regarding the expectation from the family. And because if it's the whole thing of my uncle did this for me to get me in this position. So you need to do this for this person to get them in that position. It becomes part and parcel of it. Where when she asks me a question, she'll be like, oh, but you don't remember if it was not me, you would not be here. And, and then it gets into this whole conversation of 
if you do not give, it's almost like I'm not talking to you for a week. It's not like it's explicitly said in the conversation that I'm not talking for you for a week, but then it becomes part and parcel of it's implied. Do you know what I mean? So I understand where you're coming from. And I guess I'm not a woman, so I'll never really see how the burden for women are. But what I know is that the burden for me and my household is that a lot of the times I'm fighting between two women. One is my wife in regards to why is money leaving our household? And the other is my mum because it's almost like it's a position where you need to support. Like you have to be there for your brother. You have to. In in what sense? So she doesn't feel she is able to be in control of her finances without having having the responsibility of either direct family or indirect family members. Does she? Would she say that? No, nah, I, I feel like, but I think when it comes into the dimensions of my sisters and stuff, because obviously they have husbands, and I know in regards to financial households, sometimes people take different type of, people go down two different ways. Some people can say our finances are together, or some people can say I control my finances, you control of your course, finances. Yeah. The problem is when you do that, I control my finances, you go, there is certain stuff, there is more autonomy you have over your finances mm. to do certain stuff. Yeah. Whereas, because they have their financial things together, I know that the husband is aware of everything. Mm. So, my mom cannot expect to be asking her to give certain money when my mom knows the situation. That, that, that money has to go through the filtering of the husband being aware of it mm. before it then comes back down that, the, the other direction. Mm. Not so to say... The husband shields her to a certain extent, but it's not to say that my sister doesn't give. But to the, the to the other extent of that, obviously regarding giving money back home as well, like, and I know what what you're saying. Why you ask the question of the the husband shields her or whatever? I understand that, but she is quite responsible in the sense of making sure that we always send money back home. But what I'm trying to say here is that I understand and. I guess a lot of the times when I'm talking about something, because I'm not a woman, I'll never really know how women might feel. And but I've lived like as a man for... Is. Sorry? But you know how your dynamic No, I know how my dynamic is. And, yeah. and, and that's what I was trying She's to say here. So yeah. it's, 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 it's a bit... Yeah, it's a bit challenging in, 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 in that sense. But it's, it's very interesting, though. Even breaking it down to the whole Nigerian stuff. You guys like to show money, man. Oh. That's the reason why you call yourself Booth Daddy, right? Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Boothness. I'd just like to say to all, everyone that's listening, you know, if you've got a funeral party coming up, you know... Who Come, Booth Daddy is there. He will splash the cash. He's prepared to work three sheets. Hey, your day will not be better. But, but, but anyway, so added to this, and I guess part of the conversation that they had is that is this whole conversation around black tax, is it just exclusive to like black people? Or is it more for a migrant generation type of um, conversation? Go on there, sir. You know, that's actually a very, very funny question because I had this discussion just about being exclusive to black people. Now, I had a discussion a few months back when we went on a walk trip and we, I was speaking to one of the lawyers for my company and she knows quite well because she told me how much I earned. I was quite... I was, I was quite jaw dropped, and we just having a conversation about family, and I had this conversation that oh, actually, you know, every month because of the relationship with my mom, I actually like gave her some money, you know, every month just to help with the upkeep. And she was quite shocked, and she's white, and she says, "Why are you giving your mom money?" And I said, "Well, I don't know. I just feel like you know, she's my mom. I want to make sure that she's okay. She's earning upward of three hundred k a year, and she says her mom that's retired still gives her money, and she expects her mom to give her money." She says that when she actually got a house, actually her mom was the one that actually gave her the money to get the house. So to her, she couldn't understand the reason why I am actually giving my mom money. She thought she would have been the other way around for my mom to be giving me money. So she said, well, is that something that happens within the black community? Because we have this conversation. I said, well, 
I don't know about the black community per se, but I can say if you're looking at the Nigerian community, a lot of people that work and professional actually earn quite well tend to give money to their mom or to their family just to help. And she was quite surprised because she said, well, it doesn't happen in my community. And I know she's not speaking for the white community as a whole, but just an example that I think to them, this whole notion of black tax is something that she was totally unaware of. And I think to her, she said, well, if that happens, and she made this statement, she goes, if, I, if that happens, I will say no, because it's not my responsibility to look after them. And I think that's the way they view it. It's not my responsibility. And, and, I think, and, yeah. and, and this is what gets into the whole, because I think coming to this country, I found it quite interesting where it's like your mum grows up, your mum gets old, and it's almost like you need to shift her off, sh- um, ship her off, get her into some care home oh, yeah. so that you can still live your life. Whereas when I grew up in Ghana, it's almost like the expectation is that once your mum gets to a certain age, she comes over to live with you. Yeah. Because, yeah. And this is what we need to understand with the tradition and the culture kind of dictating some of mm-hmm. the why we find ourselves in some of these situations. Because the whole expectation from our tradition and our culture is that I looked after you whilst you were young. I was the one wiping your, your bum. Mm-hmm. And I still have aunties saying that to me. I'm like, I don't know you from nowhere. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, you wiped my bum one day. Cool. So it's like I was the one that, take care, um, that was taking care of you when you couldn't take care of yourself. Yeah. So when I get to that age where I can't take care of myself, you should be taking care of me. And I think that's what's added to this whole kind of conversation type of thing as well. Or is it more of a people from a poorer background that have to deal with this? Or is it more of a tradition? Is it? Is it? Does it? It's definitely a tradition, I'd say. Um, and just to um, support what you were saying, I definitely agree with Maz about the whole female and male dynamics. Just um, going back with what you're saying when your parents are old, um, more likely... I wouldn't want to um, throw out numbers because I don't know, but more likely if we're sitting here and deciding where mom's going to go to stay, <laughs> it will be the female. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that, 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 that I agree. No, no, that, yeah, 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 no, 100%. Which will add to your household costs exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. and you won't be allowed to say no. Yeah, that, definitely. Yeah, 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 so yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Again, black tax. That, no, but then I guess in that, in that, in that, with that specific yeah. example, yeah, 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 yeah. The women understand the dimensions where I am not, I am not, I am not like in control of my household. If you could agree with my wife, whatever that my wife says, most of the time she'll get me around to that way of thinking anyway. So the woman is in, in, is like, she looks after that household. So if you could speak to that woman and that woman agrees, like, come on, you do certain stuff where you feed back to your, your partner and it makes it fine. But if it's coming back from the other way around, come on, my mom will say certain stuff and she knows she can't go anywhere because... My wife is not going to agree. So and if my wife is not going to agree. No, no, this is what I'm saying. That Definitely. But that's what I said for that specific example. If my dad was to come here now, like, I know my dad can't live in my house, innit? unless my wife <laughs> says his thing. But I know that there is an expectation that one of my sisters will have to host him. Which is unfair. Because, Which is unfair. Because 100%. there is families where there are four boys and there is no girls. Yeah. And I have got an aunt who, you know, she had to look after her mother-in-law who they both hated each other. I'm talking, I think it got physical and everything. Like, but in the end, when she got really ill, it was my aunt that had to look after her. There was She, she didn't have any daughters. So mm. my aunt had to take 100% yeah, of the responsibility. Yeah, 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 yeah. And especially because the other sister-in-law were like, she should die in the street. I can't stand that woman mm-hmm. so it is it is something that falls back on the on the female i just going back to your point about the tradition i've seen it from both sides because growing up my parents were very very successful so they supported me a lot i had a child at a very young age and they supported me a lot i was shielded from a lot of things that other single moms wouldn't have been i never had to worry about nursery fees i never worried had to worry about putting the flooring on my council flat because my mom and dad took care of that 
they took care of everything for me. They went literally above and beyond so I could finish university with no financial pressure whatsoever. And then unfortunately, a few years after that, my dad passed away. And so it changed the financial dynamics of the family. And then I had to kind of start looking after the family in ways that I hadn't done before and had to be financially financially responsible in ways that I hadn't had to. Everything I did for my parents was, you know, I want to get you the new iPhone 5 dad, you know, because I want to say thank you for everything you did for me. Whereas now I have to get my mum the new phone because there's no, my dad's not there to do it, if that makes sense. So I have seen it from both sides. So I don't think that um, parents looking after their children, even at an, even at an adult age, is something that is limited to European communities. African African parents, from my perspective, will do that if they have the financial financial resources to do so. This is why I asked that question regarding whether it's like tradition culture, which mm. is the reason why we find mm. ourselves in in this, or is it more about I wouldn't say class, but it's mm. more about financial, like your parents' financial pockets, yeah. capabilities. Yeah. So do you know that, what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I think maybe that's more. So when we say that it's black tax exclusive to black people. Can we qualify that? Is that is that is it exclusive to just black people? No. What it is is I feel that for me, it's obviously a systematic thing where things like financial literacy obviously comes at play. Where it's that obviously our parents would be that first generation from abroad. Did you see what I mean? Mm. Whether it's Africa or Caribbean, wherever. But what it is is when they've come, they've literally tried to just survive. Do you see what I mean? Adapt to the climate, to literally like, integrate into a new society. So they've done the best they could do to be successful. So obviously a lot of them aimed high, but a lot of them didn't get to the obviously the heights that they were meant to because of obviously what happened in society at the time and whatever the circumstances were. So with that said, I feel that if you're comparing it to another culture, like, let's say, the white culture, obviously, this is their land, so they've obviously learned the lay of the land. They've learned the whole financial system, they learned the politics, mm. the bank system, everything. Mm. It's integrated in them. Do you understand that? What they talk about at home, mm. these things is what they talk about. Whereas in the black communities, it's more of figuring out a plan. Do you understand that? Making ends meet. So it's how we're just going to get that new blazer, you know what I mean, for next year's school. Just, you know what I mean, just those small things. Whereas there's other people in other communities where they've already planned the next 10 years and they're only 13. Do you see what I mean? And other people, I'm just trying to survive where I'm actually coming from. Do you see what I mean? So it's, it's, it's the lack of, it's obviously the social circumstances mixed with the financial literacy. And obviously, I feel like that's changing now because we've obviously had the effects of it. You see what I mean? We've learned the effects of the the, the circumstances that's happened before. So now people in our generation would be more, I don't know, aware of these kind of things that will teach our children that, okay, this is what you invest in early. You see what I mean? Like now people are always talking about in schools they should teach about financial literacy mm. and profit investments and things like that. But obviously, if you, if you know, you know, there's a reason why they don't. Do you understand what I mean? Because there needs to be someone that needs to be poor. If there, if there needs to be a rich, there needs to be... And that's why, that's the first thing that when people say, why don't they teach that in school? I'm like, that's obvious there's a reason why. You're not going to give out your secrets to the world. 
if you're rich, like, there needs to be a percentage of four people to maintain the status quo. And that's the whole thing. And that's what I mean. And I feel like that's, that's what's literally happening. That's what... The black tax thing is literally that the baby of this... Do you see what I mean? All these circumstances is literally just a reproduction of it. That's all it is. So would you say is poor social class? Or? It's mixed with the poor social. So that's why the immigrant... The, the whole immigrant discussion is involved in it because obviously it's the whole poor thing, the social class thing. So obviously those things are involved in it. But in different cultures is obviously where the bar of responsibility comes in. Do you understand? Because so I feel like Asians... Would you, would you say that middle bl- middle class black families wouldn't have a problem with black tax that they don't experience? It's not... Yeah, I don't feel... It's not even... they. No, I don't feel they do because I feel like they would have patterned how their thing is, you see what I mean? So let's say a middle class or upper class family, let's say now, yeah, someone who's first generation and he was successful. So he he's built a business and he's an entrepreneur now, not someone that works, someone who's actually financially literate, do you see what I mean? So now he's done his thing. He can now teach his children, all right, this is how you maneuver in the world. And he's, you're building an empire, do you understand what I'm saying? where you could build a brand in your own family with your family name. So now you've done that. You're in the middle class now. You've gone from poor to middle class. So you, you're you not going to have the financial burden, as you could say, to say, okay, now I need to think about my parents because they've already... Your parents already raised that money. They've already got the funeral money already ready. Do you understand what I'm saying? That they've got these things that people think about now They've already done that. They've already raised your money for college. So, just just, going on what just you're off saying. to you. I'll get, get um, to come in. So, oh, sorry, oh, sorry. Let, let, let yeah, more just, no, just go on what you're saying. So they do have the black tax. It's just that they can handle it better. That's what yeah. it is. It's, it's not their responsibility. Yeah, yeah, there's something I want to say. But go on, Lydia. Um, so I would say they still have the black tax because mm. that man, obviously, he's done well for himself so that he's able to provide for his family, as in his immediate family, as in wife, household, whatever. But his family, his extended family they will still rely on him to provide for them. So therefore, the black tax is still circulating, yeah. is it not? So, yeah, so, so what so, I was going to just add to that is that in order for people to be in that situation, you have to build generational wealth, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean generational wealth as in if, like, for instance, my dad is in an extremely, and when my dad was in an extremely good position in Ghana, my dad was not expecting us to send him money. Mm-hmm. He'll be the one saying, I'll pay for you guys tickets to come home and all that type of stuff, right? Because he doesn't need me to support him in that type of circumstance. So when you're saying that, I agree with that, but I feel like in order for someone not to be affected by that, there needs to be generational wealth. All right. Because if you just come out as this rich mate, whether you're middle class or upper class you still have a generation of people that are working class mm-hmm. that sees you at that pinnacle of you being able to support them and let me just add something to this where in regards to us being here the dimension to this is because africa we understand the poverty in africa we understand the struggle in africa right so once you leave africa and you go to abroad it's seen as greener pastures it's seen as you have more disposable income so these people when they're looking up to you they're looking up to you that you should be able to give us more you should be able to provide for us because you're in a better circumstance than us mm-hmm. and this is what i'm saying the only reason why that that disconnect that that would be a disconnect if people back home had money then we'll not have this situation that you're having it's because people find themselves uh, uh, in that. See, just to answer what, you're, what you two are saying i agree with that as in on a moral level again i think 
that's what we might have said before, like on a moral level, these are things that you think about. But the, the thing here is being financially literate. So when I say that, it's not about just you having a hundred million pounds. It's about you being able to decide and manage your money. So it's about you making decisions with your money. So like you said, if like there's a certain extended family member, or let's say a cousin, even a parent that might be like, all right, they're asking for extra money, but you know that, okay, you need to make a business investment, for example. So it's like, all right, I can't really sacrifice this money. That like, it doesn't make sense. Morally, I should, because it's my mom, it's my aunt, it's whatever. It's that like, I should give them 100K. But I know if I invest the 100K and I get 500K back and I know that I'm going to get it back, what now? This is being financially literate. To me, that's all it is. It's knowing to say, all right, you can hold, you want 100K, but you can hold 25K. But I'm going to invest in that 100K. I don't care about what you're talking about. You need to do this with this because I'm giving up and I'm morally doing that. So you're working with your moral side and you're still being literate. Because for me, you getting raped by your moral code, that's just you doing that to your own conscience. But if you're actually trying to be, if you've got a plan to be, to build generational wealth, and this is where you look at other communities, and these are things that they would have to deal with, and these are things where they would be like, nah, I need to build myself up to a certain level before I'm overly exerting myself. Do you understand where you obviously um, that's why I said it's a certain bar of level of responsibility. And I think so, I think I'd say it's a level of responsibility. Yeah, like so it's obviously you've got a certain so like obviously you've got to help your immediate family and all that. But then there's help and there's things that you're obliged to do and there's things where it's like, all right, now there's a mark here. And you have to have that responsibility on yourself. Because it's your money. Ah. And, 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 and and you know what? That's the be all and end all. That, to be honest, if you made that money, the be all and end all is, it's my money. So me giving up this money is my decision. It's, a, it's not an obligation, it's me doing it. If you didn't make your money, that's on your life. Me, I went and did all of this for me. So I'm giving it to you at the goodness of my heart. It's a, it's, it's not, it's a responsibility. Like, and, and like, for me, my mum knows it, like, you see me, I, I know what you are saying, because I'm the oldest and all of that as well. But at the same time, my mum gave me pressure to a certain extent, but she knew that when I came with the money in her, she knew she had a good son. Do you understand that? She knew I could have been a lot tighter than I was. Do you understand what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's that, that's just me doing that. I don't have to do that. Do you understand what I'm saying? And if I was to say, all right, I'm gonna give my mom fifty percent of what I gave her and invested it. She would, she couldn't be mad at me. Do you understand what I'm saying? And that's all I'm trying to say is that hold on, you need to know this is your money. So all this whole uh someone's leaning on you and all that, yeah, let them lean on you, but there needs to come to a time where you're like, all right, look, I've got plans, and I'm doing this for for all of us. If I have to be the literate one, yeah, but, I have but, to but, do this but, for other people. But, but I think, just to tag up to what you're saying, I, I don't agree with what you're saying at all. I think when it comes to that whole notion of black tax and how you manage that situation, I think it comes down to how you manage people's expectations and how you sort of um, sort of maneuver family politics as it may be mm. in your family. Yeah. So for example, and I, I hope my brother forgives me for this because I'm going to put him on blast. My younger brother, 
is he has a very my mum calls it of British way of thinking, which which to me is quite I find it quite odd really. It's just the way he thinks. He has his his notion is that well, if people are asking me for money back home, if I have it, if if I have enough to give, I will give because I'm the one working for this money. If I don't have enough to give, or if I have an agenda, a business agenda to do, or I'm investing in something, and there's not enough to give, I will not give. And there's nothing you can do about it. And I think his point of, his, his mindset is that, if I don't have, you will go to someone else. Hmm. So me saying no, I mean not having, what is the difference? The difference is that I'm choosing to give it. And I think that's the way he sees things. And I think, to him, this whole notion of black tax, he would say that he doesn't, he doesn't really get it. Even my mom sometimes, he tells my mom, you work. If you need extra money, you can ask me and I'll tell you if I have it. But you also have a job. And I think that's where he sees it. And I think it's caused a lot of friction in the family because they've, they've said things like, oh, he's been ungrateful, he's stingy, <laughs> or stuff like it that. He's in clash with the African. Yeah, yeah clash with that. But, yeah. but, but to him, it's like, well, I'm sorry, like, it's, it's my money. If I have it and I want to give it, I will give it to you. But do not put, and I think what he's done is he's shifted it back. He said to them, do not put your responsibility on me. Do not put Thank your you. lifestyle on me. That is your responsibility. And that's common sense. You know what? Go on, go on. I want to add in there. Um, I think that is a concept coming from a second generation immigrant. Where a first generation immigrant could totally not understand. Yeah, that's the clash. It makes no sense. Totally not understand that mindset. No, but even if it was seventh generation, at the end of the day, You've been taken out of your natural ha- habitat to have a completely different experience and a completely different opportunity. And yeah, you do have some financial obligation to pay for that. You weren't born in this country and you weren't exposed to the opportunities. You have no idea what sacrifice your mum or dad made to ensure that you had that red book. Hmm. So how dare you be like, oh, well, it's your responsibility. No, yeah. it's not. No, this is, yeah. That's exactly what I was going to yeah, say. Because I, I feel like... I feel it's, it's incredibly disrespectful and I feel well, now let me make my point so I feel like it's incredibly disrespectful and I totally agree and I feel like it's very selfish in that view as well because a lot of the times when people talk about yeah I make my money a lot of the times people the same people around you that you're, you're saying that you need to support now they made it comfortable for you to even get that job in the first place. They were the ones that were feeding you. Huh. The minute that you get to 16, 18 you should move out of the house. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So for me it's very Funny when you get yourself in a certain position to give it this, this talk and you don't remember how you got to that position. And the reason why I say this is because even when we talk about the first generation and their help, some of these people helping is the reason why some of us have ended up here in the first place. So for me to now come up here and say that, oh, no, you know what? Let me live in my lane because why should I be helping Finn? It, it breaks down that, and you need to understand. And, and for me, I totally agree with a bit of what you guys are saying. I wish I was a bit more like that. But I know in regards to my viewpoint and how I want the world to be, I cannot be like that. Because the minute that I was like that, then that means I, would, I might have never been in the positions that I am in because someone had to sacrifice something in order for me to be here. Yeah. Someone directly had to do that. But then do you, do, do you think the parents failed that child in Thank terms you. of not exposing them to that? Responsibility. No, I feel so. Exposed to the responsibility. Because... No, no, no. 100% are exposed to the responsibility. I have a child that's third generation British, right? And every time she says something cheeky to my mum, and it's a family joke, it's just mm. a family joke. Mm. And I'm like, look, you are even lucky that nanny, sorry, yeah, that nanny even struggled to get you to this country in the first place. So you need to give nanny all the thanks and praise. She's like, 
you need to give Nanny all the facts and <laughs> because you are already here. I just came along yeah, with Yeah, it's right. got nothing to do and with she's, me. And she's, like, and she's 100% right. She's like, well, you were already born here, so I was always going to have that red passport, even if I was born yeah. in Timbuktu. Yeah. I was always going to be a British citizenship. And the responsibility, of, the burden of responsibility falls on me. Mm. Whereas with your brother, the burden of responsibility falls directly on him. He has no idea the sacrifices that your mum and dad made. June, June. So, so, yeah, but what I was saying is, yeah. are the parents felt in not ex- yeah. explaining that fully? Can I just, no, yeah, can I, can I just, no, can I just touch on Paul's point quickly before because, you guys come? Yeah, in, but he hundred percent understands it because your parents were born abroad. I'm gonna assume your parents were born yeah, yeah, in, in Africa, Nigeria, yeah. right? So your parents were born in Nigeria. Understanding and knowing are two different. No, things. No, 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 okay, but you know, you know for a fact it is not easy to travel from Nigeria, yes. whether it was the seventies, eighties, nineties, whichever. It's a not easy journey to make. And it's definitely not easy, easy to get papers. It's yeah. definitely not easy to find a natural habitat. Yeah, yeah. There are still people that came in the 70s and 80s that are so struggling. Yeah, it's crazy. Do you understand? It is crazy. crazy. So you absolutely know that there was a sacrifice and a struggle to get them to that point. Immigration issues are explored throughout the media every day. Your brother's a highly educated individual, if that makes sense. So he's fully aware of the sacrifices that were made. And you are choosing to be ignorant of the sacrifices your parents made, which I think is wrong. Okay. Let me just start on that responsibility but I think sometimes it is the parent to make sure that the child is aware of some of the responsibilities that's expected of them I only say this because I've, I've seen situations where there's about you could say three young adults in a household in that, in that, in that household that's what there's like two young there's like children in that household right so the understanding is that you wake up you know that there's children in the house so you make sure that there's food you clean them up and whatever you know? If that parent is not making sure that once that child, when they're growing up, they have a responsibility towards the siblings, that child might just grow up and just be selfish. Mm-hmm. Where I have seen this transpired in real life, where there's three young adults and they have no responsibility towards their younger siblings because they say that this is mum and dad's um, duty mm-hmm. to be doing that. So that sometimes it can happen where that parent doesn't actually make sure that it is, you need to be, if you are in that house, you need to be looking after these kids. Right, and it's like that parent is suffering by themselves, but you're in a house where people should be helping out because they don't understand their responsibility. So I, I think the point that Mo, you are right in what you're saying, but yeah. I think this is just more on that parent yeah. as a parent making sure because I make sure my son understands. Like I wake up this morning, my son was awake. I said to him, "Look, you need to brush their teeth." Mm-hmm. These little things that he does, when I'm not in the house, he is going to naturally do it. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? I'll say to him, "Oh, you need to make their breakfast." I do these things, it's not because I can't do it, but I need him to make sure that, look, you are the, because you're a guy doesn't mean you don't watch the place or anything like that. You still are responsible for your younger siblings. And a lot of the times, we might fail the next generation by not making them understand that responsibility. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to follow that responsibility because sometimes you could understand that yeah. and still choose otherwise. But I feel like we have to make them understand where you're coming from, how you got there. Right, and obviously, sometimes when my mom does say these things to me, I find it quite funny mm. when my uncle comes in and stuff. But I still respect that because I make sure I'm closer to my cousins. I make sure I look after them because my uncle at one point helped my mom for me to be here. Yeah. So for me, my cousins are part and parcel of my life. When I could chip in, I will chip in. Yeah. But they become part of that, and they become part of my responsibilities as well. Mm. Because we can't. I find it very. And that's just me, in it? And I'm not helping this whole black tax conversation because I'm, I'm adding more and more responsibility. But I feel like we cannot live in the bubble or certain points when it suits us. Yeah, When it suits us to just be like, oh, but I need to be in case. No, I feel like that's not. But I'll let you guys, so, so, so let me guys come in. Point. 
my brother's view is different to what is with my mom. So with my mom, if my mom needs money, we have a conversation. So as a family, we have a family meeting. So if my mom needs money, for example, she wanted to buy this industrial sewing machine that costs like four or five. Yeah, right? but sometimes yeah. I don't need no, to no, cut no, the no, coat no, according no, to the no, size. No, no, yeah. That's okay for industrial. Any sewing machine that don't like. It's for business venture. So okay, you know, okay, she was okay. Like for industrial stuff, and she's been doing very less for the past three years. So we suddenly had a conversation. I'm talking fine. How much can we contribute to it? And with the this in terms of finances, who earns more, who can chip in more? I think when it comes to my mom, my brother would demonstrate disrespect to my mom. Because he understands the struggle that she saw of going through the head. And the same thing with me. But I think when it comes to the extended family, yeah. that's when okay. it becomes a little bit political. So, for example, my cousin and I grew up, we grew up together back home. And he finished university, like, again, African education system in Nigeria. When you finish university, you, you, you don't have a job. Don't have nothing. It's crazy. So he's gone into fishery business where like you you, you grow your own fish. So he kind of ran my mom a few months ago. He said to my mom, he needed like a hundred thousand naira to sort of buy the fish and to grow it and everything is such. My mom called me and my brother to say, you know what? If that's for money, what can we do? I said to my mom, you know what? I'm happy to contribute another one. My brother says, I'm not going to contribute. Because A, he has a father back home. He's, he's alive. What is father doing for That's me? That's real stuff. And B, my financial <laughs> position does not allow me to contribute to him. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think That's when fair. it comes to my mom, it's different. But I think when it comes to extended family, my brother is very, very... I, I don't want to say brutal, but he's very, very pragmatic in his approach. But he never mm. knows when he'll need a kidney. Yeah, very pragmatic yeah, approach. Well. And, and, and that's the thing. One thing I don't know, and I don't know about your family like that, but the, the other thing I would say is that how does your brother know how your mom got here? Was it for an extended family? Because a lot of the times, no, but then this is what I'm saying. It depends on what you class as extended family. Is your uncle an extended family or is your uncle part of your immediate family? So, so it depends because some people will just see themselves and their family as that, that's their main family and anything else. It's extended. What I'm trying to say here is that, especially coming from a background of migrants and coming from the background that we come from, there is always someone that gives someone a leg up. Yeah, absolutely. That you wouldn't even see. So I feel like it's very selfish when we get to a position where we could give someone a leg up. We're just thinking about ourselves. That's all I just I, I just think about. But in regards to that situation, it's understandable. Why should you push yourself out if it's I don't know. It's a bit. So can I just add that when I was saying what I was saying. What I was saying is that it was it's a bit like with what Darius Brothers his attitude, it's a bit of both it's not the fact that, that I don't think what he he's doing is wrong by any means. Yeah, same because yeah, my thing is if I'm being objective, like I, I said, like I'm objective, <laughs> so I'm 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 not talking about what I would do, because mm. what I would do is morally mm. I'd wanna feel like that, that in the back of my mind, but I can't bring myself to do it in reality. So I'm not I'm not brave enough to, to mm-hmm. you understand to even I'm not that cold hearted basically. Like and to be honest, that's what I'm saying. I get when people are though, do you understand objectively? Because if if my thing is as a solution to it is if you're gonna be that cold hearted, you're doing it. If you're gonna be responsible if you're gonna do it, do you understand? So if you're saying, Alright, I'm not gonna give you that much money, it's because I'm doing it to invest in this and that. Because I'm gonna give you back a bigger return in the future. Because I'm just being I'm just being financially literate. Do you understand? So I can help us as a bigger picture. I'm not saying okay, I'm not giving you this money just because I'm not giving you this money or you know what I mean, just because I don't feel obliged to. 
So you know what? I will say something. This is very personal. So I think um, since the beginning of BK, I started keeping a spreadsheet of incomes, you know, incoming and outgoings, what I'm saving, what I'm giving to family. And I think you said something which is quite interesting. You said, you know, in terms of being financially comfortable and literate in terms of having enough money. And I think I sat down yesterday, quite depressing. I went through like my spreadsheet for the year, my incoming, my outgoings in terms of your fixed costs, like you know, bills, blah blah blah. And I look, I look up how much savings I currently have and what I could have had. And I can't, I can't look at where I had to give money to family. And I think this year we've had like three or four huge sort of events in my family. We had funeral for one of my uncle that passed. My uncle, and you know about this, because you're giving you these right to remain, and it's quite expensive. Yeah, very nice. So you know when you, when you have your right to remain, and he's got what, three kids, so mm-hmm. it's quite a lot of money. My mom bought the machine, the industrial machine, and also my cousin with the fishery, but also my great grandmother that used to look after me when I was growing up actually passed. So they were like a situation, mm. right? And I started and actually looked at it and I looked at how much money I've actually contributed towards all those events. And I said to myself, right, right now I'm 31, I think my view initially was by 32, I need to be able to own my own property, have my own house. That's not gonna happen, given what happened this year. Mm-hmm. And this is me being quite honest. Now I'm having to push that back to when I'm 33, if I'm looking to get the property that I want to get. And I think at that point you're looking where when does this black tax become a burden to me personally? Because mm. at some point, if I don't have the mentality that my brother has, that's I will not I'm be saying. able to get what I'm saying. So, so, so I guess, no, I, I, keep... I think, I think I, I'm not disputing that. I think, I think really um, part of the conversation is whether this whole black tax kind of ends up perpetuating poverty. In a sense yes. that it does not, it does. you it cannot does. stand yes. on your own feet. If you give that same example, where 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 it's like, if you were to um, <laughs> just just with the example that you you gave, because you're not able to build wealth because yeah. you're not able to save, you're not able to meet some of these targets owning a property. Mm-hmm. I saying, hey, so does it end up perpetuating poverty? I know you were going to come in, man. Yeah, yes. I I think I think we have to view it as a tax right mm. and you pay tax when you're able to and you don't pay tax when you're not able to when i say that it's a tax right yeah. so at the end of the day when you're working full-time they take a certain element yes. of tax from yeah, you yeah. when you're not working full-time the government understands you don't have to pay a certain element of tax there we go right yeah, you trying to own your property by the age of 32 yeah. is um that means that you cannot pay that tax so, because I'm in, I'm not working full time at the minute now because you're not having your full salary because you're having to save for your deposit. Yeah. And so, therefore, that's how it has to be viewed. It has to be viewed as I'm not working full time at the moment. My money is going elsewhere. And so, therefore, I will not financially contribute to anyone's funeral. I know she helped me out and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but where's the moral obligation? Like, then you feel the guilt. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. And, and, and it's like, yeah, but that it's, that's deep. what I'm saying. It comes to a point where it's like, do I want to do I care about my mental health or do I care about being rich? And it is a choice. And sometimes you will have to sacrifice that. Me and Mo had a conversation a few weeks ago where we were discussing um, uh, uh, personally ourselves about, you know, just saying no to family members and why don't middle class black people or individuals say no to family members who are taxing us. And I said, because out of fear of being ostracized yeah, from the community. Yeah, 100%. Because yeah. even Kojo saying, okay, my mum won't talk to me for a month or whatever. But normally if you don't, allow if you don't allow this tax to come on you they will not talk to you maybe for six months for a year and then at what point and what effect does that have on your mental health Mm. and so therefore unfortunately as black people as individuals as second generation africans whatever you want to label us as we have to make that decision as am i going to be rich 
or am I going to be ostracized with the community for a hot minute? And Moses reassured me that once you are rich, they will come back. Of course they will. They, they will. will. <laughs> However, I said, yeah, but at every Christmas thing, it's going to be like, yeah, because remember that, that time that you didn't give for great grandma's funeral? No, we all know that you're a sellout, innit, little white boy? Like, a sellout. You understand? And it's, it's something you're going to have to take. But you, but you know what? Me, me and Kodja had this conversation a few months back. I mean, it was a bit of a joke about how this black tax actually impacts people. I actually know people that because of they don't want to get taxed by their family, when they get promotions, they don't tell no one. Yeah. Why yeah. would you? Yeah. Why, Why would you? Because it will go up. Because it's a percentage. Yeah, it's not, it's, yeah, it's not even like it's a fixed figure. It's a percentage. Yeah, That's how they apply it. Hey, so well, you got a promotion now. Oh, how much? Oh, okay. Oh, thank you. You know, next month, maybe add another 50 to it. What? But, you know, but you know what else I think that impacts us as well? I hope I'm not digressing. Is I think that ignorance increases our tax rates. Hmm. Like, if now it's like, okay, fine, great grandma unfortunately died, God rest her soul. You all need to get life insurance now. <laughs> you know, like even if yeah, I have to pay for it. Yeah, how do you learn it? from it? Yeah, how do you how learn do from it? And we're not moving forward. We're not having these open dialogues with our families and trying to learn financial literacy, financial literacy, yeah. money management, planning for the future. If like if you know your mom's, you know, going over sixty, you need to be getting that life insurance now. She can't afford to pay for it. You do yeah. because it's easier to pay the nine pounds a month yeah. than paying ten grand in, yeah. in yeah. one totally session. Agree. And we're not doing that as a community. We're not having open situations where it's like, okay, cool, I'm going to help you out with your fishing company and then that will be it. I, that's my only contribution. Mm. I won't be able to help for another five or ten years or whatever. Mm. Mm. Or, or encouraging other cousins to like, okay, so-and-so did fishing. What do you want to do? Do you want to go and do this or do you want to go and do that? It's We're not having these open dialogues. That that's and, and, yeah, that's what I wanted to kind of go in with Dio about, as in, yeah, you've made this plan of, owning your home in such and such years and you've had this how would I say hurdles in the past year learning from those hurdles and obviously you have the moral you feel you have the moral responsibility to still help family what are you doing to combat those hurdles because like like she mentioned the whole life insurance this that because I I know Caribbean families that have partners they put money together every month, blah blah blah, to help for certain situations. Yeah, I mean, how I are you? That. How are you so. positioning yourself to tackle those things, as opposed to just saying, "Oh, you know what? I'm going to give up the house or give up." Just before you come in, can I? I think a lot of these conversations, I fully understand that, but some of the conversations are so, and we know how our families are set up. They are hard conversations to be had, whether yeah. you like it or not. You yeah. will be ostracized, as you mentioned. So there is like a thing that you need to go through in order to come out the other end. Um, no, what I was going to say, I saw, yeah, regarding this whole black tax and sometimes alleviating that, definitely the life insurance goes a long way. But I feel like a lot of the times I'm more susceptible to give money if I know someone's trying to set up a business, right? And the reason why I'm, I want to do that, because I know you're not going to be depending on me. I need to give you something for you to start off because now you have money coming in. The problem that we have is that if I know, and yeah, and I, I, I'll just add to that, because right? I know a lot of people that want to start business, you send them the money, yeah. the business didn't go yeah. well, yeah. and then it's back they again. But then the, that's the whole idea that if, and, and the position I would love to be in is that I own my own company, so I could employ people. And in that way, I'm directly like giving back, but I'm not giving back from my pocket that way. Do you know what I mean? I'm putting you in a position for you to look after yourself. Hence the reason why even the stuff that I do, in my environment, if I could get someone a job, because I talked to you about, I was saying sister-in-law, all those, if I could get them a job, I make sure I get them a job, because I know that once you get that job, 
you can look after that household. I don't have to be giving money to your little brother because now you're working. And that's that's part and parcel of some of the stuff that we might need to start doing where to shift that whole responsibility. We need to we need to equip people with the right skill set or put them in, in different um, platforms that they're able to actually make money for themselves rather than depend on us directly. But, but obviously, mm-hmm. sorry, what I was going to add to that is that obviously when it comes to like your direct parents like that, it's very, for me personally, it's very challenging mm-hmm. to, to, to try to navigate that. So. Mm. I was going to say, but do you, I don't want to say us as a black community because I know everyone's going to jump on me, but sometimes I just feel like you can't even speak to like siblings or external family members and tell them, you know, do this job like or whatever. It's like you're dictating, you're imposing, you're trying to be arrogant because you're educated. Like it's even, even getting them to listen to you is another hurdle in itself. Just saying that, you know, you working and earning £800 a month is not going to help you. I found you, you can even find <laughs> another job, you know, that is paying triple and they won't do the job. But then are you not, are you doing a disservice by not adding some kind of conditions with the support that you're giving? Because if you're giving someone support, they've got to listen to you. <laughs> do, do you understand? Like, are you not adding that extra bit? All right, fine. If I'm going to help you in this way, I want to see this no, area or they, that's, whatever. That's, that's the thing. They think uh, it's an obligation. So regardless, you should be... Yeah. So they're entitled to this money. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I call that. If you're financial, financial... Yeah, trust me, I've been, I've been struggling. I don't know what's going on. Literally, sorry. That's why you realise that, all right, if we're actually using our brains here, it's a certain, a certain level of self-entitlement. And it's like, wait, hold on. They're going to feel like that regardless. So it's like, wait, hold on. I need to protect my money and obviously my future investment. So you see what I mean? It's like, I need to... I feel that... Like, why should I just be giving you everything that like support, money, everything? And like you said, I can't even give you advice on how to um to even spend that money. But can I ask Layla this question? Yeah, mm-hmm. can you, as a black female, mm-hmm. Lilia? Lilia, sorry, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, it's just because you're female. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Cut, cut that out. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, will, I, will, I, will. I just wanted to prompt sorry. you so that yeah. at least you. Yeah. Um, can I ask Lilia this? Right? Can you, as a black female in an African community? Impose conditions on mm. your financial support? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I don't think. Yeah, you can't. And, and this is what I was going wait, to say. Wait, wait, I think when so. you not say that though, sorry. Mm. Just, just when when it's imposed, and I know it is hard. It's not that how you got to say that. All right, I'm giving you this. You could have a side conversation at a complete random time. To do you understand? To try and ease it. In, in, I think in, that in, in, um, the black tax conversation. There's two parts to it. The part where, you know, the people who whom you, you're helping, they're based in the UK, for example, with yeah, you. And yeah, then there's yeah. ones where they're yeah, based abroad, yeah, as in my case. Yeah. So I think that there's two sides yeah, to it. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. um, so there's only so much I can control. I've spent um, just what you were saying there about, uh, you know, having a goal to um, own your own home. Just this year, um, I was doing my traditional wedding. So I was trying to get my mom um, to come from Congo. And as part of, um, you know, the visa process, I had to show that I've supported her. And so my lawyer asked, you know, I go as far back as maybe 2014, just to show like a five-year 
support. And so I do, I send my mom money through Western Union via my phone. So I've got an online account so I can just, you know, bring him up. And tap, that tap, came tap, to tap, tap. 12 grand wow. from 2014 to early 2019. Do you know, and that, and part of that um, 12 grand, it's been, you know, the monthly thing money that you have mm. to send as well as the oh I've got this business idea oh, yeah. I need so and so money it's gonna work out and oh, then I'm no, like okay I'm gonna work. give you this and then it doesn't work and then a year down the line oh I found another venture I need this journey no. so there's only so much you can to most questions initially that asked to say you know just to just to make sure that we don't keep going through this cycle yeah. which actually Contributes towards us actually having something for ourselves to show what what plans do we have in what place plans, yeah. to sort of mitigate it. And to be honest, no plans in place. This is what I'm going to do, but I'll let I'll let it That's what I'm saying. I'll, I'll yeah. The only time we have, and I, I, I was just thinking about it just now. The only time we have family meetings is when there's a problem. Yeah, we're reactive. Yeah. We're yeah. fake. We're not proactive. Yeah. No Except for that, no everyone goes about their business. You might get a little text here and there, but. When there's something happens, that oh, we need to call a family meeting, mm-hmm. and then we start saying who's going to pay for this, who's going to pay for that, who's going to pay for that. So mm-hmm. no, you're right, more. We we have no strategic plan in place. Can I? Yeah, but guys, guys, wait, 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 guys, yeah. sorry. Can I get Chris to come in? And I need to kind of move this on because we're getting quite close. Go on, Chris. Only yeah. thing I was going to say is now that you lot have mentioned the whole female thing, what I do remember is when my mum was that when I was younger, my mum did discuss that the role she played in the sense of her and her sister and my grandma. And she said the same thing in the sense of, like, now now I do get what you mean because they had older brothers and that, that they should have been a lot more financial responsible. But my mum and my, my auntie went, that went from, the, went from the south, they went to the north to study and everything. And even though they, they went to the north, they were still obligated to send my, my, my grandma money. And they still had that, like what you said, they were telling me these stories that, because obviously it's just them letting me, me know that, all right, they passed that train of, do you get yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you yeah. have to do what you do. The responsibility that we've had to live with. Exactly what you, you two are saying that, now what we couldn't say, we couldn't say no, even though we weren't even in the same city as her. We okay. couldn't say no at all. And the fact that certain men got away with certain things, so I get what you're saying, even mm. though I'm not. It's also no, how no, it's. it's can I just yeah? No, it's it's true though. But I think there's an African kind of belief that the woman stays with the family and the man goes to join the woman's family. But right? not financially. No, 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 no. But then I, I guess this is what then creates this financial yeah. burden where the woman has to stay with their own family because I guess for for the challenge that men have is that when you do have a wife, you get more involved in their side of the family as well, yeah. right? But then the woman. And, and basically, I'm just repeating myself, but I feel like there is that culture, which then adds to this whole financial burden that women will have when it comes to the whole black tax. So I guess retracting back to the conversation that we had before, I, I will agree with you on that, just looking back on that aspect, because I feel like a man could step away and join the wife's family and have that shoulder, that 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 shielding of that of that family to be like, okay, what's coming in from your side? Because we always know that the wife's family, some, something is going to be coming from that end. So I feel like the guy or the, the position that you have to be in, you have to be playing both sides. I have to be playing my dad's side and 
my family side and be playing the her, her, her side as well. But anyway, the point I was trying to make is that you know the point I'm trying to make. But I'm going to move on quickly. What, what I'm going to move on to is regarding the whole psychological impact that the black tax has. Um, I just want to touch on that before we wrap up because a lot of the times, if you feel like this is a burden, then it's like you're living with that day in, day out because you know that you need to provide for someone and how that could create maybe a more of a psych psychological challenges or battles that people people might have with. What do you guys like, think about that? Because you, you touched on, you know, one of the stuff that you, you mentioned anyway, the mental state. How, how do you... Well, I would say for black women, you just need to get a boss and a bastard of a husband. That just filters it out. 12,000, you are mad! <laughs> <laughs> Today, I'm here! That's what you need. You just need that boss of a husband that's just going to protect and shield you from it. Right, obviously. To the fam from the family. From the well. family, yeah. yeah, yeah. You need that kind Do you know what, though? Yeah. I feel that like you'd have to, as well, be like aware that, all right, you're going to have to, there's going to be a rupture there. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Because if he's going to protect you, mm -hmm. you're basically saying, all right, this is my new family and his love is going to be what? actually protect mm. me away from yeah but there's going you have to, to think about that, that there have to be, mm -hmm. if you're going to be having that no, but, then, but then i think it's easier for the woman to go back to the family to say look we don't have fin and i don't have the finances because he said whole finance and, and my husband it, the family will accept you no, if he's the guy that you put it on the husband and be like, you know, yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah, exactly that's, that's what i'm saying that's yeah, exactly okay, what i'm saying yeah. you put on the husband to say look it's difficult you know how it is and the mom will never be able to have that conversation with the husband because i'm cultured like that that's what shields you. That's what we're saying, though. Like, obviously, he's protecting you, but it's just that you have to accept that. This time, the husband don't even know nothing. Husband's not even aware of this conversation. You turned up to these family events and people are looking at you funny. What's the tight guy? I'm like, what the heck? So, yeah, yeah, I get that. That would be my strong recommendation. Yeah. Okay, I guess it's kind of like naturally came to an end. Maybe we'll do a wrap up. Mm -hmm. Everyone mm -hmm. just kind of have like a two minute thing of what they feel or what they've learned from this black tax, whether it's a burden or it's a responsibility. So, actually, I... we have a rule that oh, if, you, if you come on the podcast for the first time, you need to do the wrapping up. So, it's not you. Yeah, oh, right. okay, so, cool. so, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it's recorded. <laughs> so, so, yeah, Lily, I think we'll leave that for you okay. to wrap it up at the end. Um, I guess I'll just anyone wants to start? Um, I'll start. I, I think it's a bit of both, to be honest with you. I think it is a responsibility and a burden. I think it's a responsibility because. Um, like you said, um, I think quite a lot of people said this again. You need to be able to try to uplift people within the community and within your family because, again, you know, no man is that island, as they say. You do need to support people because when when it's your time of need, you don't know who's going to support mm. you. I think it's a burden when it actually then stops you from actually being able to progress with your life and actually take things forward and make your plan. And especially if you have children of your own, to actually build something in place for them because, again, you don't want to repeat that vicious cycle where because you're looking after other people and they're and also trying to support them, you don't need something for your kids and then your kids start waiting or looking at to your family to actually support them. So you don't feel like repeating a cycle. So I think it's a bit of both and I think all we have to do and I think going back to one more step is we need to be able to put in place a plan to stop it from happening. Because it's going to keep happening regardless, is what do we do to sort of mitigate to actually support people rather than keep 
either um, sponsoring their lifestyle or sponsoring the way they live. Really. It's about working where you live. So rather than keep, keep giving someone money every month, you can say, well, you want to start a business again? I know your whole business yeah. idea. Obviously, you never know how that will pan out. But it's again, it's about the amount of people. It, that... it, it, it's a case of what can you do to actually help them to support themselves rather than keeping their sponsor, as they say. Okay. For me, I guess we, when we use the word black tax, that's what gives it the negative connotation to it. I just feel like, personally, I feel like it's a responsibility. And the reason why I feel like it's a responsibility because growing up, my my mum's side of the family was a big family and then I knew that people were travelling and stuff like that. And what has happened between in that family is that they've all kind of helped each other to like travel abroad to then wherever you want to call it as greener pastures, which has then been part and parcel of me being here, my journey and my kids being able to have this life, I guess, right? So I guess when I see it from that angle, I always feel like I have to be responsible for my community, I have to be responsible for some of the people there that I can help. And I feel like, yeah, at the end of the day, it is, is it perpetuating generational, what's the word I use? Poverty. Um, I don't think so in a sense that if you're giving someone the leg up, then that means they're able to sustain and build a life for themselves. So maybe when I'm looking at my immediate situation, my immediate situation might not be perfect, but these people are not going to be relying on me if I'm giving them the leg up all the time. So I understand the whole idea of trying to make sure that I feel like that conversation needs to be had. I just need to find a way to have those conversations because I find it quite difficult having a normal conversation of with like my older, um, what do you call them, like my uncles and aunties. It, you don't really have those conversations for you to actually share your thoughts and stuff. So I feel like those conversations need to be had. But I feel like the reason why a lot of the times our communities are in the shape that it's in because no one takes responsibility. Everyone is looking out for themselves. Yes, let me be. Let me let me let me go on this trend and trying to get some money. And when I come back, when I get money, I'll come back to fix the community. No, we live in these communities, and I guess I'm changing it slightly. But I'm just using the whole thing of that responsibility and the responsibility that we have within ourselves to support people that might find themselves in um, difficult situations. So yeah, I don't see. I can understand the idea of the tax because it's expected, but I see it as more of a responsibility to give back and to provide more of a. The support for for people that need it. Um, yeah, so I I definitely think the term is negative in its language used tax, um, but I do feel with all greatness there is the responsible side of it, and as individuals you want to be some kind of responsible or play a responsible role in all your families and communities, and in in doing so you will have to support people in these different ways. Um, but then there is the personal responsibility whereby, um, like we mentioned with Deo, is it has to be planned. These responsibilities are not new. They've been happening for years. Your parents, 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 parents. So in knowing this, what are you doing now, knowing that such things are going to happen, someone's going to pass away, or you know there's someone back home that has um, lost someone or is in a financial situation or isn't well or things like that. It's not unforeseen fully, (laughs) do you understand? There is the foreseen, there's the forecast side of it that you can plan in the future. So what can we put in place to plan these sort of things? And there are many, as time goes on, there are many, many tools and resources out there that can help you to plan for these things. It's just about you, instead of, meeting, having your family meetings in reaction to something, let's have a family meeting to plan ahead of something. 
and meet up with families and have those conversations. So yeah, the communication side of it is very, very key and fundamental. You need to be able to talk to families, have a serious conversation and understanding in those conversations. And I do feel it is a responsibility that we can't run away from. Um, and we should take on fully. Personally, I think we should try and take on fully as much as possible, but also not at the detriment of your own health yeah. or your own sustainability. Um, I want to build on what Mary's saying about not doing it at the detriment of your own health, but I still feel like that's still an oxymoron because your mm -hmm. mental health is going to suffer either way. If you don't help, again you will be ostracized from the community and you will be spewed differently and even if you do get to yourself to a point where you are financially stable enough to have so much disposable income you can help everyone's wacky business idea and send everyone's you know stepchild to school or whatever there is a point at a time where like you will always be reminded of yep. that one time yep. you didn't help mm. and the twelve thousand pounds you did help with is completely ignored mm. if that makes sense so i feel like I still feel like it's a double-edged sword. Either way, your mental health is going to suffer. It's just the choice you decide to make of, again, whether to be rich or whether to have good emotional ties with your family. And I think that even... I know I don't want to end on like a negative note, but I still feel like for African communities to have open financial conversations, I think you're still blocked. I feel like they feel like young people don't know what they're talking about, especially young people born in the UK. I feel like our opinions aren't valued our risks aren't valued, they don't want to take financial risks or do the things that we are saying that this is going to be financially sustainable for you in the future. And I know it's something that's alien to you, but let's try it. I feel like sometimes we're boxed in. So I would kind of hope one day, even if that's tomorrow, that we kind of have a more open-minded mindset amongst the older generation to listen to us and what we've learned from this country financially and being able to take on board the ideas that we have and also being able to accept the fact that we can say no. And I speak for every black female when I say that. Amen. <laughs> um, yeah, so with the whole black tap thing, I feel that, um, yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a thin line between a responsibility and um, obligations and what you have to do and obviously people just taking the mick out of you or you just overexerting yourself because um I feel that it's there's a certain level of responsibility you have to yourself not just to your um friends or family there's a certain level because for me is if you've got a a certain dream of how your life should be or how your life's gonna go and you've planned it and you've planned that if you planned it in stages and let's say you was on point is it your fault that other people weren't on point or certain things was happening around them that they could have helped but they didn't because they didn't have the discipline and because you've got the discipline to be successful, now you've had to overexert yourself to make up for it. That's when I feel that there's an issue but if it's just that you you're the successful one in your family, then yeah, you, you sh you've got a certain level of responsibility to help out but that's all that is is you're helping out and there should be few things you should be trying to do that solutions to make sure everyone else around you become equals to to you so you shouldn't just try to be like all right i'm the king of the mountain and everyone can just come to me 
for, for financial support and things like that. If you want to ease it and get generational wealth, then you should be trying to teach everyone else how to get their own money and so they can help the extended family and you know what I mean, extend and extend it all on to everyone else. And then we all wouldn't have a problem. Then the whole community helps each other that way. And that's my whole point. But yeah. Um, so I think that black tax is a responsibility just from a culture um, perspective, you know, it takes a village and all that. Um, and also, you know, to whom much is given, much is required. So I feel like us being in the position to um, provide help, support, you know, we should do it. But I think that we do need to put boundaries in place where, you know, it's not detrimental to our mental health, to, you know, our relationships as well. Because, you know, if I've got a friend actually who um, his wife has to send money to her parents every single month and, you know, that affects their relationship because she doesn't work, so the money's coming from him. What? So, um, yeah, but in, 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 but it is, but this is what, cut it, cut it. But this is, you know, what, and her family are aware that, you know, she doesn't work, but, you know, Why don't she his, oh, sorry, she's got sorry. kids, she's got young kids, oh, and, you know, yeah, and, you know, they're aware of that she doesn't work, but, you know, that's how it is, she has mm. to provide um, for her parents, and it's, it is detrimental to their relationship, so I think that, we, I think the whole black taxing can be, should be quite subjective to individual circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'll give what I can, but then I have to sort of draw a line where, you know, I can't give you if it's affecting my relationship, my marriage, if it's affecting me mentally, um, you know, I have to draw a line to that. And and also, it depends who you're giving to. For example, with me, I really don't know where to draw the line because this is my mum we're talking about. Whereas, you know, if it was like an uncle, I can be like, I'm sorry, uncle, I don't have it this month. And, you know, he can talk and not talk to me. And it won't affect me as much as my mother. So I think, you know, it's very subjective. But it is a thing where, you know, you, the person who's giving, you do have to sort of decide for yourself, where do I draw the line? And am I ready to take the backlash, you know, the repercussions of me saying no, but no needs to be said, basically. Okay, great. Thank you for listening to this episode of the LDN Perspective Podcast. Please get in contact with us. Um, we want to create more of an organic platform. So if you have any questions, please check our Instagram page, which is LDN Perspective. You could also reach us on Twitter, Perspective LDN. And please, you could always drop us an email at ldmperspective at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Perspective, different views, one voice.